This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Well, tonight there are so many questions. You were with me last night, of course, when all the news broke on the Rita Cosby show. And now a lot more details with this latest indictment from Fulton County, Georgia. Is basically justice dead in America? Now we have a local district attorney In Fulton County, Georgia, it's not the state of Georgia, it's not the federal government, it is a local district attorney in Fulton County who has somehow decided that the former president of the United States and someone who may be the next president of the United States, along with 18 others, including many of his attorneys, that they're now wrapped up in a RICO racketeering scandal tied to the 2020 election. This is uncharted territories, and this is basically nuts, that now we are allowing a local official, a county official in Georgia, in a county which has an enormously high crime rate, a lot of problems in that county, and yet this district attorney in Georgia has taken it upon herself that the priority for Fulton County, Georgia, is to go after President Trump more than two years after the fact to wrap in all of these legal representatives of his and also other individuals. But basically, that's the priority, she's saying, for Fulton County, Georgia. And what a surprise that it happens. Here it is, just about a week before the first GOP primary debate. Right smack as we're heading into the election season in earnest. We've really been in, of course, in the election season, but it is now full swing. But suddenly, after she's announced that she is running again for re-election, now guess what? Surprise, surprise, surprise. She has now this big indictment against President Trump and others. A total of 41 counts. 13 counts against the former president of the United States. And again, those counts look exactly like the ones that were put up in the indictment that somehow ended up on the website a few hours before the actual indictment was released. Now, clearly, it was the same indictment. And, of course, she couldn't say that it was because the actual jury had not voted yet. So what is that all about? There are so many questions about this. Again, it's this local DA bringing these charges about. 
does that open the floodgate for basically local DAs across America to somehow take it upon themselves to go after the former president of the United States and the leading opposition candidate against President Biden right now? Again, as we are on the throes of this very, very heated campaign season, have we turned the corner now where basically the justice system in America is a free-for-all politically? It just looks really bad. It smells bad. And for that reason, this is the wrong case at the wrong time. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Well, here is constitutional expert Jonathan Turley. And this is his take on all of this because he says this is way over the top. Listen to what he had to say. It's excessive, and I think it's also dangerous. It it essentially criminalizes challenges to elections. There's no sort of limiting principle in this document. You know, they are charging things like the president saying publicly we need to have a recount. You know, Democrats and Republicans challenge these elections routinely. I've covered elections for various networks, uh, I don't know how many now, uh, but we often, if not always, have these challenges. Some are more supported than others, but they're not crimes. They're seeking judicial review, and that assures the public that there's someone watching over these uh, elections. Yeah, and so now are we opening the floodgates to anybody who questions elections Anybody who gets advice from attorneys, which is the case, I was talking with Rudy Giuliani earlier today, and he was saying, you know, listen, this is what we believed. John Eastman, too. Maybe they had novel theories. Maybe they weren't traditional comments, but we aren't in a novel traditional time, if you will. You know, we are in uncharted territory and suddenly questioning the election and finding ways To look at it is improper. Well, if that's the case, throw the book at Hillary Clinton. Throw the book at Stacey Abrams. This is dangerous territory, big time. And here is Senator Josh Hawley, who says we have maybe now opened the floodgates that we will never, ever be able to turn back. Take a listen. This is the latest effort to keep the ruling party in power. That's what this is about. This is indictment like what, number 200? I mean, who knows? There may be more indictments to come. And what's clear about this is this is an effort by the ruling party, the Democrat Party, across states and the federal government to make sure that anybody who criticizes them gets indicted. And it's not just Trump, although they're focused on Trump. It's also Catholics who have had their parishes infiltrated. It's also pro-life demonstrators who had SWAT teams sent to their doors. It's also those who have protested peacefully, who've had the FBI show up and knock at their doors. It's parents who've gone to school board meetings and now been labeled domestic terrorists by the Biden administration. I never thought we'd see any of this in American history. We've seen all of it in just the last couple of years. And the common thread is, if you challenge them, if you challenge the ruling party, the ruling elites, they will use the force of law against you. How scary is that? If you go against the system, guess what? They will throw all the legal levels against you. And especially if you look at Fannie Willis, there she is. She is the former DA in Fulton County. Again, she announces her reelection. And within like a few weeks, guess what? Now I have the Trump indictment. 
She has also basically telegraphed it was coming for the longest time. She said, hey, everybody, get worried, you know, get prepared. Security is going to be on high alert. Something big is going to be coming down. How does that sound like somebody who was really leaving the justice in the hands of the grand jury? And I talked about that leaked document. It's exactly the same document. That is stunning. When it came down last night and I was with all of you when it was happening, suddenly you look at it and you go, wait a minute. This is awfully like the one that she happened to have posted or her clerk literally to a T before the jury even was voting. The jury was supposed to hear from a couple other witnesses and they suddenly got rushed in. Surprise, surprise, surprise. And then when she was asked about it, she's like, oh, I know nothing. I don't know anything about that. That looks so fishy and it looked so bad and it just looks so questionable. And it came at a time right after everybody's going, well, wait a minute. Why is this thing up there? Remember, it was like, wait, 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 wait. Why is this up there? Well, clearly she put it before the grand jury and they just rubber stamped it. She clearly already had it organized. The fix was in against the president of the United States. So what do you think tonight? What do you think the president's options are? What about also these other 18 individuals? There are so many questions tonight on the Rita Cosby Show. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike on line one in South Carolina. Mike, what a surreal moment uh, in American justice, if you will. Exactly, Rita. Listening to your show last night, you know, uh, it was just amazing to listen to this one. The DA and everybody, you know, that rubber stamped it. You know what she reminds me of? She reminds me of a disciple of Maxine Waters. That's what she reminds me of. And the scales of justice, the scales of justice is so out of whack. It was transparent, like you said last night, you know, and it, it is amazing. And what about, hey, like you said, and I've said it also. What about Hillary and Barack Obama, who's a billionaire, another shakedown artist? But no, they stay away from the donkeys. Their target, they have, you know, venomous Democratic devils is what they are. And by the, by the way, Mike, uh, hang with us, because yeah. I want to play. You brought up Hillary, as I did, and some others. Here are some comments, and stay with us, Mike. I want to get your reaction after this. Because here's just a little sampling of Hillary and others uh, basically saying Trump isn't legitimate. Uh, Why didn't they get indicted? Take a listen. You can run the best campaign. You can even become the nominee. And you can have the election stolen from you. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election and he was put into office because the Russians interfered. Russia interfered with our election attacked our democracy for the sole purpose of artificially placing someone at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. They were successful. Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although legally elected, is not legitimate. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president. The one thing that Trump is fearful of uh, when it comes to his being president is that finally we will see how illegitimate his victory actually was. I have an objection. I object to the 15 votes from the state of North Carolina. I object because people are horrified. He's an illegitimate president. He's an illegitimate president. Doesn't that sound pretty questionable? 
you know, questioning the efficacy, Mike. I mean, your reaction. I mean, this is like where are the where are the calls to get her indicted and these others? I'm I'm being facetious because I don't think they should. I think people are allowed to say it. I don't like it, but obviously people are allowed to question the integrity of voting systems and of and of just when I say systems, I'm talking about the whole thing in place. I mean, questions about the drop boxes, questions about what about the Hunter Biden laptop. There's a lot of things you could talk about here, Mike. Without a doubt, Hunter Biden convenient amnesia, as I called it when it you know happened initially with, with his laptop and Hillary. Oh, it's smoke and mirrors and people, you know, some people who, you know, are rational thinkers, they just they just buy into the empty rhetoric of what the donkeys are presenting. And, you know, Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrats, hey, your time is going to come, man. And you know what? I said on your show before, Rita, you know what is going to hit the fan? The Democratic feces and everything they left will hit the fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what? You're right. It will come back. And the question is, have we now opened such a Pandora's box, Mike, that there is no turning back, that everything is just so politicized and that, you know, you look at everything. And it comes at the same time when there are so many details percolating about Joe Biden. I mean, that to me is also the other thing. All this bad stuff about Joe Biden, the $20 million that we're seeing that went into Hunter Biden and other family members from Russia, from Ukraine, from the Chinese, all these things. And now, wow, what a surprise. Another indictment for Trump. I mean, it it is just, to me, it's very transparent, the timing of all this. Let's go to Al, line five. Al, your thoughts real quick. Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, Rita, as you know, RICO uh, came about uh, when uh, when President Nixon was the president of our country. And originally it was used uh, federally to go after uh, uh, mafia chieftains. Uh, the states uh, started yep. to use it. And, you know, it's ironic here. And, it's uh, you know, even in 1985, when Rudy Giuliani was the U.S. Uh, attorney in New York under the, uh, Ronald Reagan, uh, he, he came to national prominence with this when he charged the uh, heads of the five families in New York and was successful with getting them all prosecuted. Absolutely. And that's why I actually think that's part of the reason, A, they loved trying to find something on Rudy and tie him. Um, I think they're they're particularly reveling in that, knowing that he was sort of one of the guys who made Rico famous and helped sort of uh, write it, if you will. Um, the other thing, too, Al, I think there's another angle to this. First off, going after anybody representing Trump. They want to make sure that anybody who supports Trump, helps Trump, goes, uh, you know, in defense of Trump, that they're, they're afraid, uh, try to cut that off. Also try to maybe see if they can create a wedge between them and Trump. Uh, attorney-client privilege. I mean, there's so many issues here. I also think if you look at the statute, the other thing that has been reported, and this came out yesterday, Fannie Willis was asked in the press conference yesterday when this was happening, Al, with the statute of racketeering, by her getting racketeering, and she's kind of known for trying to get these racketeering charges in Fulton County as well. She had a case where she got some teachers tied to it. Uh, years ago. But in this particular case, with racketeering in general in Georgia, as I understand it, and we've heard from a number of people who've said this, that 
you would have a minimum of prison time. Isn't that amazing? There's no like parole. There's no exceptions. There's no this. There's no that. So I think there's a couple reasons here. Uh, but you nailed it as to why I think they were going for it for a lot of different directions. We're going to continue with your phone calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. On 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, President Trump is definitely hot-blooded after this latest indictment. Wouldn't you be? Guess what? He is now facing 91 criminal charges. 91 criminal charges. It was 78. Then they lopped on another 13. Uh, Why don't they just do another nine and make it 100? I mean, this is just, where does it end? Over 700 years in prison is what he would get if he is convicted on all of these counts that he is charged with. And now Fulton County, Georgia, John Katsimatidis, who I host Cass and Cosby with at five o'clock, calls it Mayberry, USA, because that's a great analogy. It's like this little county is suddenly taken upon itself to go after the former president of the United States and the leading GOP candidate on the side, of course, of the Republican Party that's leading for president, potentially the next president of the United States. And it's a small little county that's suddenly taken upon itself to go after him and all these attorneys that we just talked about. Boy, where is justice in America tonight? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Phil, line six. Phil, your thoughts about this? Well, I can tell you, Rita, it's very simple. There's two points. First of all, Miss Fanny made made the most tremendous mistake possible. She's going after Trump plus 18 other people. That's a total of 19 defendants. Hell, they better have a table about 60 feet wide because you're going to have motions, cross motions. You're going to have discovery and so on and so on. Each individual can bring papers. The court where she's at, will be flooded, flooded with paperwork. It's going to take them anywhere from a year to two years just to go through the preliminaries prior to trial. There is so much pre-discovery that's going to happen. And secondly, the point is, 
if you look at it in the perspective of the higher court, Supreme Court, this guy is running for the presidency of the United States. He's the prime Republican candidate. And as such, he has position. There is no comp- competition. There's no one even close to him. I could see if somebody was like five points below him or three points, but he's not happening. No, you're right, Phil. He is leading the pack 1,000%. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show, a powerful story coming from South Brunswick, New Jersey, where an off duty South Brunswick cop and his mother help save a five year old boy at a beach. South Brunswick Police Officer Sergeant William Merkler and his mother, Doreen Merkler, were on their boat heading in from the bay near Amherst Beach when they noticed a boy in a white swan float quite a distance out towards the bay. On that day, there were 18-mile-per-hour winds and 25-mile-per-hour gusts. A lifeguard and the boy's mom were on the shore trying as best as they could to flag down the Merklers. So they turned their boat around, went to the boy, pulled him closer, and brought him in onto safety. As they headed closer to shore, Officer Merkler put a life vest on the boy, brought him into shallower water, and swam him towards his mom. Thankfully, the boy named Bryson was finally back into his mother's arms. Now, Officer Merkler's mother, Doreen, said as scared as this little boy was floating out there, Almost in the bay, he managed to stay calm and on that swan float. And while he was shaking a bit, he didn't cry. He was very kind and very thankful. She also went on to say this is just another example of police officers helping everyone, whether on or off duty. I was so proud of the wonderful job my son did rescuing this little boy, Bryson. What a great story of this officer and his mother, the off-duty officer, saving the little boy and returning him to his mother's arms. And so glad that he is safe and sound. Well, we are talking about this latest indictment against President Trump. It is a stunner. And, of course, now it ties in basically all the different attorneys, Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, a whole bunch of other ones, And it basically, I think, is sending a message to anyone who is close to Trump, anyone supporting Trump, anybody who's a defense attorney. I've always considered the role of a defense attorney, especially somebody who's defending someone, uh, whatever the ilk is, whatever the intent is, everybody has a right to a defense attorney. And President Trump, according to what the defense attorneys have said, they felt a certain way. They said, here's a novel, here's an interesting approach that you could look at to check out what you believe is an injustice in the election system. So 
they came up with maybe unorthodox ideas or different ideas, but they were apparently advising him that way. That is clearly going to be one of Trump's defense, that I got advice from my attorneys. I followed their advice. It's First Amendment. I actually believe that there were issues. I was looking into it. Why is that different than others who have questioned the elections in the past? So that's an interesting approach. And the attorneys have a right to say, listen, our job is to basically defend the president to the best of their abilities, to find creative ways to get to the truth. So there's a lot of avenues here uh, that almost look just crazy. And Phil, who had just called up, brought up a great point because he was saying, how are all of these people going to get there to court when you have Trump and 18 others, 19 people? She said, Fannie Willis, that she wants to see this court This case basically go to trial in six months. There's no way it's going to go in six months. You kidding me? 19 people, including the former president of the United States, they're all going to have different attorneys. They're all going to have different representations, different angles, different aspects. And they're supposed to all go together, 19 of them. You can't even get like uh, two people to agree on where they want to go to dinner. And you're going to get 19 people On a high-stakes case like this, which involves racketeering and all these other issues, and say, okay, we want all of you to come on in, and we're going to figure it out right now? I mean, that ain't going to happen. There's no way. There's going to be so many filings, like Phil was saying. The papers are going to be piling up. It is just going to be voluminous. It's going to be one of the craziest cases, and everyone's going to be asking for delays and further investigation and show us the evidence. What do you got here? Here's where we came back. Counterclaims. They will also try to push this case all the way up to federal court. And Mark Meadows, who's one of the others who was indicted, he's the former chief of staff of President Trump. He has already filed in the last few hours uh, a petition that this case should go up to federal court because the argument is the president was in a federal position at the time of these allegations. They happened while he was the president of the United States. Mark Meadows was working in the White House at the time. So he's saying this is a federal case. This should go up to the federal courts. What does, as John Katsimatidis described, a a Mayberry-type person, a Fulton County, Georgia district attorney, have the authority to suddenly tell the former chief of staff to the president of the United States and the former president of the United States that she can override everything. This should be a federal case and it should be in federal court, which is why I think there's a good chance it will end up there. I think at some point the Supreme Court's going to be hearing a lot of President Trump's cases, not just this one, because he's going to say, wait a minute, First Amendment rights. He's going to say, I have my civil rights were violated. This is selective prosecution. There are so many grounds that are so rife for federal issues. Where do you see this going? And is this all just about politics? Because Fannie Willis, you got to imagine, uh, she's not a stupid person. She's a district attorney, and she clearly has been intent on getting Trump. And she's somebody who, you know, obviously has a law degree. She's obviously an educated person. She's got to know this is not going to be fast-tracked. They also have the case, remember, with the federal one, with Jack Smith. That's supposed to start, he wants it January 2nd. 
So there's no way her case is going to start. And you got these other cases. You got the New York one with Bragg. You got, you know, the other case with Jack Smith with classified documents, all of these things. So she knows it, too. She knows that this is going to take a long time. And yet she's pushing for it. And the reason I think she's pushing for it is, A, obviously she would like to try to get somebody on racketeering, especially Trump, because she's saying under Georgia law, and a lot of people are other also agreeing with her, that it could be time. I mean, that's stunning. Uh, you could bet Trump would still run campaign from his uh, jail cell, even if I ever got to that. I can't even imagine that. But she wants that. But she also just wants the headlines. She's running for re-election. She wants her moment in the sun. They dragged it out yesterday. Then she also announced that uh, they could be arrested if they don't turn themselves in. And there's cameras in the courtroom. It's expected to be before next Friday at noon. That's the deadline. It was like a sign from the OK Corral. So when you got all of these things going, she's clearly seeing her moment in the sunlight. And she knows this is just going to drag, drag, drag. And if President Trump, you know, gets in the White House, he can't pardon himself on a state charge. But certainly it gets a lot more complicated. If he's out of office, well, and, and he doesn't get elected again, then, you know, then she may not even pursue charges again either. Because you know darn well that if President Trump was not running again, none of these charges would be happening. You know it. It's because he's running. And they worry and they fear him and they don't want to lose their grip on power. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alice in Ohio. Alice, your thoughts. Hi. Excellent show. Um, well, this is a power grab and I uh, anyone can see this. You don't have to be an attorney. They're piling on the charges. It's ridiculous. Two of the people of the uh, attorneys who are doing this are Soros babies. That's what I call them. I think we we want to prevent this from happening again. So hope that Donald Trump and his attorneys prevail and they work hard together and we overcome this. This is a nasty precedent. Local, state, and federal lawmakers need to work to change election laws so that this this doesn't happen again because this is taking our country down. You know, I I agree. I agree. And I'm telling you, it is we're on a really dangerous, slippery slope, yes. Alice. You know, the, the fact right. that that yes. it's a local D.A., what I worry about is then there's some other local D.A. And uh, who knows where saying, you know, I'm going to find a charge against Trump um, or I'm going to find a maybe he jaywalked when he was 16. And then I'm going to find a. I mean, where does it end? I mean, that's why this just seems so political. And this woman in particular, Alice. I don't know her, so I'm just looking at the facts. I'm looking at someone who's running for re-election. She suddenly puts up this big ad, I'm running. And yesterday, when the announcement came, it was like big, huge, blaring signs. Here's Judge so-and-so, and here's Fanny. And I was waiting for, like, the, uh, you know, the Can-Can girls to come on out, and here's Johnny. You know, that's what it was like. Here's Fanny, you know. It was one of those wild moments. It was like a like a, a production. This was this moment in the sun. And, and it makes me concerned as an American, where is this going? You have now... Four indictments against the former president of the United States. I just read to you, it's 91 charges, 700 years behind bars. But that's not enough. You know, I mean, this is like 
Oh, wait a minute. Oh, he's still running? Oh, wait a minute. He's not dropped out yet? Okay, let's find something else. Uh, We have opened up, and I describe it as Pandora's box. We have opened up. I think we have unleashed the gates of hell in our our judicial system. Because now, how do you ever turn back from this? Now the Democrats are going to keep doing it. And guess what? If the name wasn't Trump today and it was DeSantis, say, who was number one, or Tim Scott was number one, or Vivek Ramaswamy, whoever it is. Because, by the way, DeSantis seems to be slipping a little in the polls. Um, Or Chris Christie, by the way, who's uh, beating him in a latest poll in New Hampshire. That's an interesting story. He's beating DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis has got a lot of people right behind him uh, and in some cases in front of him. But if the name is switched, they go after them. Do you think that they're going to stop and they're going to see this as an effective tool to bog somebody down? And how many people can spend tens of millions of dollars on their defense? There's an estimate, Alice, that President Trump has spent anywhere from 30 to 45 million dollars on legal fees this year. I mean, where does it end, Alice? I mean, this is crazy. No average citizen can handle this. And and nobody, you know, how how can attorneys, how can all these other people pay for X amount, what's going to be millions upon millions of dollars, unless somebody says, I'll raise the, I'll do it for justice. But other than that, Alice, this is, this is terrible for American justice. Your thoughts, Alice? Rita, they, they're not looking for justice. They're they're not looking uh, to change uh, elections, et cetera, et cetera. They want to destroy this man. They would destroy, and you're right, they want to destroy anyone who has an R next to their name. This is a power grab. And if 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 our people can't put politics aside and start working together, we've had it. We're, he- we're heading for a cliff. We're heading for a cliff. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know how you turn back. That is the sad thing, uh, because once you have unleashed it and opened that gate, I don't know how you come back in. And the Republicans, they got to like, you know, I'm an independent, guys. I'm a registered independent. Uh, the Republicans, you got to put on your big boy pants and figure out uh, how to solve this, because it's just going to keep on coming and coming and coming. And again, if the name isn't Trump, the name is going to change. The next one, they're going to do the same strategy all over again. Whoever they see as a threat, they're going to say, boy, this is working. Uh, let's do it again. And that's a scary premise, which is why the Republicans, and in particular, let's talk about Trump because it's his case. And, of course, the 18 others, this latest one, they have to fight it tooth and nail. And it's not just even, it's for every American citizen, no matter what your political stripe you got to go for it and say, wait a minute, this should not stand. You can't abuse the justice system this way. This is not what the criminal justice system is about. Uh, let's go to Tom real quick on line two. Tom, your thoughts. Hello. Hi, Tom. Um, what do you think? I'm a blind Vietnam vet that can see that this is all the same old song, only the tune changes to fit the crisis that they have manufactured. Well, Tom, thank you very much. And by the way, thank you for your incredible service, obviously, there in Vietnam. Welcome home. Um, One of my favorite segments that we do every night here on the Rita Cosby Show is our Support Our Heroes, which we do in the next hour because I love shining a light on the heroics of our great men and women like you. So thank you. And you know how important justice is in America and how important it is to fight for it. Thank you very, very much, Tom. We're going to continue with your calls 
After the break, everybody, 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And this latest indictment against President Trump and 18 others is such a pylon that even Trump's big political nemesis in the GOP field, former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, who, by the way, just overtook DeSantis in an Emerson poll in New Hampshire. So now DeSantis is number three in the latest poll. This is an Emerson poll, which is a pretty good, pretty accurate poll. Uh, So Chris Christie is now number two in New Hampshire behind Trump, still a big distance away. But he has clearly made his position to be the attack dog of Trump. He's gone after him. They had a falling out. They were close for a while. Then he had a falling out. But even he said this latest indictment from Fulton County was overkill. Take a listen to what he said just a little bit ago. Election interference is election interference. It's been charged by Jack Smith. And most of the time, what you'd see here would be a state court deferring to a federal prosecution, especially if that federal indictment had already been issued. Mm -hmm. So I, I think this was unnecessary as to Donald Trump. That's amazing. There's a guy who is not a fan of Trump by any means, but even he said this is way over the top. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony. Line 8. Tony, your thoughts? Hey, Rita Cosby. So the thing that gave me a smile today, and I wasn't very happy. uh, I was up late last night watching all this. But I have a new person who's a celebrity now. I call her Fulton County Fanny. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line. That's a great line. line. And you know what? I have to tell you, her her whole her whole persona was offensive to me. Her her nasty rhetoric, her big old eyelashes that were just taking over the world matched her ninety eight page indictment and then you know if that wasn't enough i was listening to my favorite mayor and the world's favorite mayor giuliani today and you know it made me realize that this was a bit more to her too whatever it was for her it was something else she's trying to show that with the rico uh matter she's throwing in that she is just like better than mayor giuliani and she's going to take him out because what he said in one of the interviews today and i it wasn't on it wasn't on Catherine cosby it was on another show she actually rita had the nerve to ask him after all this if she could sit down and talk to him because she knew he had an excellent reputation and he did so much and she wanted to sit down and talk with him this is Bolton County 98 page Fanny. 
Yeah, by the way, I heard that because she probably looks up to him because he's the guy who did all the RICO indictments. He got all the mob guys years ago, and she's probably like, oh, he's the godfather of RICO. And that's why that's why there's so much here that, to me, just is so unseemly. And she knows better than going after somebody's attorney. Uh, and also, look at the evidence here in this case. I mean, if they're basing it on that phone call, and we're going to play the phone call in the next hour again that they kind of say a lot of it ties to. But then it was like every phone call that he made to somebody or a text message or a tweet, she adds another count. I mean, it just to me is so transparent and her leaking the information beforehand uh, and then saying, oh, I don't know anything about that. I mean, that was to me, that was so obvious. Uh, Tony, thank you. And I like Fulton County Fanny. That's a great line. I'm going to be stealing it. I hope that's okay. Tony, thank you very much. Let's go to BJ, line five. BJ, uh, I like Fulton County Fanny. That's a good line. Yeah, Tony's terrific. I always love listening to her. Um, I always learn a little bit of something, you know. Yeah, and, uh, me too. I me try too. to learn a little bit of something from everybody, and uh, that's the way they. I learn a lot from you, Rita. Thank you, know? you. Well, I learn a lot from all of you. What, what do you What do you think we learn about the justice system after this yeah. one, BJ? Uh, <clears throat> Donald Trump is a civil rights leader of the 21st century. Uh, the people from Congress and the House need to come back from vacation. Someone needs to tell them their country is being laid siege to. Their elections are being tampered with. Their borders and their cities are tumbling to illegal immigration. And the man that can save them is now being tampered with and thrown out of the election. You know what? It's an interesting point. They may rush back, BJ. They are probably listening. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. I know your name is Rita, because your perfume is smelling sweeter. Well, everybody is still reeling over this latest indictment. And you could tell that they want a spectacle in Georgia. And the reason is, just a little bit ago, the sheriff let everybody know uh, that there usually are cameras and there are mugshots. And at the local jail is where they're doing processing now for those who've been charged with felonies. And so when President Trump and these 18 other defendants come, they will have to go to the jail. They would typically get a booking photo. So that means you may see the first mugshot of President Trump. Uh, then there will also be cameras in the arraignment process, too, as well. So that's a whole other thing. And this is sort of a made-for-production moment for the Democrats. They have wanted this moment big time, and they're going to use it in the ads over and over and over again. Hey, look at this one. Look at this one. Look at President Trump. My prediction is they have just sealed maybe the presidency for President Trump yet again. I mean, people are so fed up. They are so just disgusted at what they're seeing in their American justice system. They're seeing the politicization on steroids And they're saying, wait a minute, this just doesn't make any sense. Why are there now 91 federal criminal charges 
against President Trump. And how is he going to juggle it all and still also be a candidate, the leading candidate on the GOP side? If anyone can do it, President Trump. Uh, But that's their whole goal is to bog him down, to do whatever they can. Clearly, I believe this will go up to the federal courts. This will go up to probably the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court at some point. I think they should hear this case. But this is just a mess. And here is, as Tony, who just called in before, calls her Fulton County Fanny. Here she is making her grand announcement last night. Take a listen to this. Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. The indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. That's all. It's only 97 pages long. Just a little bit of light reading. Uh, And you should read through it because she's basically saying, well, okay, this phone call, this text message, this tweet. I mean, it is so over the top. And Hillary Clinton, ironically, was scheduled, I guess, to be on Rachel Maddow last night. And she was just downright giddy. Uh, Take a listen. She was just so happy when she heard the news that Trump was indicted yet again. She just couldn't contain herself. Take a listen. Madam Secretary, fancy meeting you. Oh, I can't believe this. (laughs) Yeah, this is not the circumstances in which I expected to be talking to you. Nor me, Rachel. It's always good to talk to you. But honestly, um, I didn't think that it would be under these circumstances. Yet another set of indictments. This is something um, this is becoming like a skill set. Like in the news business, you say, like, oh, I've covered Olympics or I've covered a campaign. Now it's, you know, those of us who've covered four indictments. And then here is a little bit more where she got into the root of the issue with Trump, trying to make it sound like, oh, no, no, she takes no glee, no satisfaction. You just heard her going, wow, this is great. And yet a couple of seconds later, she realized, oh, wait, 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 this doesn't look good. So let me contain myself. Uh, Here's what I think about justice in America. Listen to this. I don't know that anybody should be satisfied. This this is. Uh, a terrible moment for our country to have uh, a former president accused of these uh, terribly uh, important crimes. The only satisfaction may be that the system is working, Mm. uh, that all of the efforts by Donald Trump, his allies and his enablers to try to silence uh, the truth, to try to undermine uh, democracy, uh, have been brought into uh, the light. And Justice is being pursued. Well, if questioning an election is the standard, then it's a little confusing why she doesn't say that Stacey Abrams, her friend in Georgia, that she hasn't been arrested because she still hasn't even said that she lost the first gubernatorial election against Brian Kemp. And then they had the rematch and she lost the second time. But she continues to say that that election was stolen. So, wait a minute, why isn't she, like, in handcuffs? Take a listen. Who could forget this? I do have one 
very affirmative statement to make. We won. But I didn't win the votes. But we won't know exactly how many because of how they cheated. I did win my election. I just didn't get to have the job. We were robbed of an election. Just using the word rigged, using the word steal, do you think it's dangerous going into 2020? I, I don't, because we can actually back it up. And so in response to what I believe was a stolen election, and I'm not saying they stole it from me, they stole it from the voters of Georgia. Back to the outside, ask if I'm ever going to concede. The answer is no. This is not a speech of concession. Because concession means to acknowledge an action is right, true, or proper. And I will not concede because the erosion of our democracy is not right. It was not a free and fair election. I think the election was stolen from the people of Georgia. I believe it was stolen from the voters. Thousands of Georgians had their voices stolen because they were not able to cast ballots. And they cannot be guaranteed that their votes will be counted in 2020 if we don't do this right. So we have to do it right. We got to fix the system. Why didn't they arrest her? And then let's go back even further. You know, last night when all the news was breaking, we had Professor Dershowitz on. Now, Professor Dershowitz defended Al Gore. And he even said he still believes that that election, that Al Gore won the election. Remember all the stuff with the hanging chads in Florida and all that other stuff? And he said all the things that we did contested the election, the process, uh, the way some of the voting machines that were punching the holes in. Remember, it was the is that a hanging chad or is that a partial chad? We learned more about chads than we ever wanted to learn. And so he's saying, well, I guess based on this standard, he would be in jail because he supported Gore and he felt that Gore uh, was robbed of the election. And Gore probably to this day still feels he was robbed of the election. Why is he not behind bars? Listen to this. Bush versus Gore. A court took away a presidency. If all the votes were counted in Florida, that Al Gore would be president today and George Bush would be back in office. I come from Florida where you and others participated in what I call the United States Coup d'etat. And never forget, dear friends, what they did in Florida to Al Gore and me, to all of us, to older Americans, to African Americans, to Haitian Americans, denied the right to vote and have those votes counted. I do believe that the projections were right in the first place at 7 o'clock when they called it for Gore. Let me tell you something, without a doubt. George Bush did not carry Florida, and it was not close. There's no question that you won the state of Florida. Oh, thank you, Charles. No, it's a question. <laughs> That's a we question. Will ne- we will never know because the votes weren't weren't counted. But, but the, and, and did in your judgment? No, I mean, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. And there is no other way of saying it but be very blunt. Al Gore won the state of Florida in 2000, and we should never forget it. Wow, that was pretty spirited. Al Gore won the state of Florida, and we'll never forget it. That's to this day. So was there some great conspiracy back then with all the attorneys? Think about all the attorneys that were involved. Should they all be locked up? Where do we go from here? Let's go to Jacqueline. Line eight. Uh, Jacqueline, this to me, we have entered a really difficult, I think, political era of justice in this country, uh, in criminal justice. And I don't know how we turn back. You know something, Rita, um, something that one of the many things that you had pointed out so uh, correctly 
was that President Trump can afford to spend millions of dollars to fight these ridiculous allegations. Most of us and most of the 18 listed in Fannie's fraudulent indictment may not be able to do that. That is intimidation. And President Trump made a a very accurate statement. He said, they're going after you by going after me. They're attempting to criminalize his and our right to free speech. Uh, You know, the only thing President Trump did was that the illegal votes that were counted of those who died and moved out of the location be eliminated from the count. There was nothing wrong with asking for that to be done. And that explanation, and, and the one that I'm about to make, is specifically for Teddy from Yonkers who I now like to refer to as the grizzly bear. I know you refer to him as Fuzzy Teddy, but uh, I think he's more a grizzly. Um, I want to explain something to him. I can't make him understand it, but I can explain it to him. Unfolded mail-in ballots and dropped-off ballots with identical markings, like they were photocopied, aren't legitimate, and it is highly unlikely that they would be for only one candidate, the one candidate who stole the election and the office of the president of the United States. And and by the way, Jacqueline, uh, they are saying they have some evidence on, uh, I think, next week that they're planning to present to show to the world uh, what they claim is irrefutable evidence. I mean, you would think also in the court they would be able to present. And by the way, whether it's true or not, uh, they have a right to at least express it, don't you think? And that is something that has been suppressed going back to the election. People say, well, uh, so many courts and so many judges, it's been denied. There there was insufficient evidence. You can't make a statement. You can't make a decision that there was insufficient evidence when the evidence was never allowed to be presented to evaluate. That's right. A lot of courts killed it. And, And also, you have a right to express it. I mean, if that's the standard you just you just heard what I was playing. I was playing these comments from Hillary and Stacey Abrams, and I'm sure if I spent more time, we could find even a whole bunch more. Uh, why are they not locked up? I mean that that it is it is preposterous to think that you are not allowed to question the election in any shape or form. Uh, Jacqueline, thanks so much. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts? Uh, Rita, you know. Trump made the call to Georgia election officials on January 2nd of 2021, while he was still president. So as a chief executive of the country, he has the absolute right to question an election result because he is the chief executive. So, you know, we seem to be going from a shining city on the hill to a garbage dump under the hill, at least under Delaware Don. You know, (laughs) so I want your expert opinion on this. I'm going to lay something over to you. So hopefully you'll be able to clear my mind on this. Every single presidential candidate running against Trump and the Republican majority in Congress seem to agree that Trump's policies were effective and that this indictment is a sham. And here's my question. If all these people really believe that the Democrats have come together to weaponize the justice system, instead of Trump dropping out, like everybody's wanting him to, how about all the other presidential candidates come together, withdraw their candidacy, and start campaigning for Trump in all the 50 states. That really would be a banana in the tailpipe. 
<laughs> you know what? You know what? By the way, that would be a very powerful statement. And I would bet, first off, it's not going to happen short term. But I do think if they look at the numbers now, my goodness, I mean, the numbers right now are certainly not in their favor. Uh, if you look at, I'm talking about the number two, three, and four candidates, because they still have a long way to go. Um, and to catch up to the number one position, Trump is so far ahead. On the other hand, you know, it is early in the election process around this time. Remember, Jeb Bush was like the golden child and he tanked. Um, you know, if you look at some of the other prior races in history, often the person who's the number one, uh, things change very quickly. So it's not for sure that, uh, you know, that Trump is going to make it. But I would be stunned if he doesn't. And he is such a fighter, obviously, as we know, too. And ultimately, I do think they will probably all coalesce around Trump. Maybe not Christie, even though Christie felt this one was overkill. I don't know if he will on the others. He's claiming, though, that he would sign the pledge, which is interesting because I think some people are saying they'd sign it, but maybe they don't really mean it. And the pledge is that they would back whoever the GOP nominee is. And that qualifies them to get to the debate stage. Some of them are saying they'd sign it, but they don't really feel they would follow through. Others are saying, yeah, they mean it. They would back him. So, I mean, we'll see where it goes. But um, I think eventually I wouldn't be surprised if all of them, maybe except for Christie and except for Asa Hutchinson, because he's already come out and said he doesn't like Trump. Will Hurd also, who's also running. He's not a Trump fan, but so far Will Hurd and Asa Hutchinson are very low in the polls. Chris Christie got that good news in New Hampshire, but that's it. But I think eventually a lot of them will. You know, if, if they see that the writing's on the wall and that they definitely don't have a chance, I think that they will. And some of them already, like even Vivek Ramaswamy during that indictment in Florida, he came out and said it's a travesty that it, that it's you know. Uh, so at least at least he's sticking to his guns. You know, he's not flipping and flopping like some of the others. One eight hundred eight four eight nine two two two, and we'll continue your calls after the break. You're listening to the Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. As we call our Fulton County Fanny now, thanks to Tony's great line. Well, this is the phone call that she says really was unethical. Take a listen again, because Trump says, I see problems with the system. I want you to try to find these votes because I believe essentially they are out there. Uh, You don't hear him saying in the call, uh, make up the votes or create fabricate or something like that. Obviously, that would be completely unethical. But listen to this phone call that Trump describes as a, quote, perfect phone call. They are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard. And they are removing machinery uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can, both of which are criminal fines. And you can't let it happen. And you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find 
11,780 votes, which is one more that we have, because we won the state. Find it because we won the state. He's not saying make it up. He's not saying fabricate, try to create something that's not there. So it's an interesting issue. And if you're going after the president, the former president, and potentially a future one, but certainly the leading candidate, you better darn well have a lock-solid case, not a maybe case, not an iffy case. Uh, And Dershowitz, Professor Alan Dershowitz, who we've had on the show here many times, he believes this is so weak. He said that comment is Find those votes. I believe they're out there. Go back and do a good audit. Check it. I mean, that leaves a lot of margin. You're going to go after the president of the United States, the former president, over that? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Teddy, since uh, we have a, a new line grizzly bear from someone else, Ted. Go ahead. Ted, you there? Yes, I am. All right, Ted, go ahead. Okay, I stand by what I said, contrary to what Jacqueline has already described me. I still say that she has a brain the size of a microbe. If it walks like a duck, reader, and quacks like a duck, and waddles like a duck, it's surely not a turkey. Reader, I cannot believe. Wait, 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 Teddy, Teddy. Teddy, you you're talking. Teddy, you're talking about like. Hang on, Teddy. Hold on, Teddy. Calm down a second, Ted. You're gonna like pop a cork. Um, you know what? You're talking about all these zoo animals. What does that have to do with this? Go ahead, Rita. All of the evidence is there, and I made the prediction last night on Dominic, Dominic show, and another person said the same thing. When these people, and I saw it tonight on. I'm in poor. The, the former Fulton County District Attorney said, when these people are brought to justice and they're told that if you don't turn some evidence in against Trump and they see that they'll go to jail, they're going to flip. And I predict at least four or five of the 18 are going to flip on Trump. That may happen. Uh, And that's why they're trying to do it. They are trying anything. You might be right on that. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Heroes segment, which I love doing every night here on The Rita Cosby Show, a really powerful story coming from Hattiesburg, Mississippi, where a U.S. Air Force veteran and longtime commercial airline pilot was honored over the weekend by the Hattiesburg African-American Military History Museum. A new exhibit was unveiled and focused on the military and civilian career of retired pilot veteran Richard E. Turner. He served in the Air Force and flew many years for Southwest Airlines. 
He was also a key member of the Air Force crew who transported the body of civil rights icon Rosa Parks to Washington, D.C., where she was honored after her death in 2005. Turner, by the way, spoke at the museum about his life and career last weekend as part of the 55th anniversary of the reunion of the class of 1968 at Rowan High School. Turner, who had just found out on Saturday morning that the museum was honoring him with an exhibit, said, quote, I was just a regular pilot, and I never thought this type of celebration for me would ever happen. It was very emotional toward the end and a big surprise. How beautiful to see this veteran honored. And wow, boy, has he been a part of important moments in history in our country. Well, speaking of history, earlier today, I was speaking with Newt Gingrich on Cats and Cosby. And one of the things he said is that this is a moment never to be forgotten. I want to play. This is cut number 23. And Newt Gingrich said this moment right now with Donald Trump now charged with so many charges is putting a blemish on criminal justice in America forever. He said going back and he's a historian. This is how he likens this moment to take a listen. I don't think any of this is surprising. I believe you have an astonishingly corrupt establishment. I think that establishment sees itself mortally threatened by Trump, and the establishment believes it's in a war for survival, and they will do they will break any law, violate the Constitution any way they have to to destroy trump so so they're they're trying to take on a guy who probably has uh, among uh, assume there are say two hundred and fifty million adults he probably has one hundred and twenty five million or more supporters uh now, they're going to find this really hard. And I, and I think, and I said this uh, last night on Hannity, and uh, I'm actually thinking about writing a small book about this because I, I think it's so important to put this in context. This is the worst constitutional crisis since the 1850s. Wow. The worst constitutional crisis he has seen since the 1850s. And Kimberly Guilfoyle, of course, a longtime Trump advisor, said this about this new indictment. It's a three-ring circus, but let me tell you something. Um, what an embarrassment this is for law and order and for justice in our country, where this uh, politically motivated and also looking out for you know, personal gain and fundraising off of this. She clearly has big aspirations, trying to make a name for herself, using her office in an inappropriate way. Um, and this is all just election interference because they know they can't you know, beat President Trump. And they are just trying to tie him up in court. If you look at sort of the latest, uh, there's this date for surrender that she talked about, Fannie Willis. And this is, of course, the Fulton County Fannie, as Tony describes her. I love that, Tony. And this is the surrender date is a week from Friday. That's basically the deadline. They could do it before then, but that's the potential deadline. Friday at noon is the deadline. Then there's also meetings on the New York case. There's meetings on another case. Then there's a classified documents case. We also know uh, that Jack Smith in the original election case, the federal case, he wants to see Trump in court there on January 2nd. That hasn't been decided yet. That's supposed to be decided probably in the next like week or two. So you got all of these events happening. And then in the middle of all this, 
You also have, let's talk about the first GOP debate. The first GOP debate is August 23rd. Think about that. That's like, you know, less than about a week away, a little over a week away. I mean, you got that coming up. Then you have, as I mentioned, the beginning case, that federal case, which is pretty similar to Fulton County Fanny's case. You got the Iowa caucus. That's January 15th. You got Super Tuesday, March 5th in the primary season. And then, of course, you've got a whole bunch of other cases, but it's like right smack. If you look, it's like, and in the federal cases in particular, he has to appear. I'm not sure on the Georgia cases, but on the federal cases, for sure, he has to appear in court. He has to physically be there. And I believe in the Georgia case, too. But for sure, in the federal, he has to be there every day. And these cases last four to six weeks, maybe longer. Maybe the judge will delay this. Maybe Trump will say, hey, listen, on this grounds, on this grounds, uh, his attorneys should be fighting this tooth and nail, and I'm sure that they are. And this could go on and on and on and on. Their objective is to delay it and say, let's at least have the election on the merits of the election. Don't try to bog him down with all these legal things to hamper him. And then on the other side, they're going to try to hasten it because they want to try to bog him down, as I just said. 1-800-848-9222. Here is Rudy Giuliani, because, of course, he is one of the 18 that has also received an indictment from Fulton County Fanny because he made the mistake of representing Donald Trump. So listen to what he had to say. I mean, it's quite obvious this is a political indictment. This may, I mean, they're all obviously political, but she's had this for two years. She could have brought it a year ago. It's a ridiculous indictment because it belongs in federal court. And she got her publicity yesterday. I hope she kept home movies of it because she can watch it when she, you know, when she when they when they write her uh, history as a lawyer, which is basically no contribution to the law. And uh, this is and she made a jerk out of herself. She doesn't know the rules of her own court. And by the way, uh, Rudy, as I mentioned, is one of those other 18. And you could bet that they're just going to try to keep squeezing. They're going to try to bog these people down so they have to pay tons in legal fees, hoping that they might flip. Uh, Fuzzy Teddy, who called before, a.k.a. Grizzly Bear, as I think Tony called him that, uh, Teddy from Yonkers who called in was saying, oh, well, they're going to try to pressure them to flip. And that is the intent. That is the intent of RICO. When you try to get all these people and you go, oh, you could be facing prison time. You could be facing this. But she says she wants to try them all together, which makes it interesting because then they can all kind of work together as well. And you could also make the case that that's intending that they have something to flip on. What are they going to flip on if there isn't anything there? If they can say, listen, he really did believe that this is a uh, election that was not done appropriately. And he still believes that today, which he certainly does. He repeats it over and over again ad nauseum, everybody. We all hear it all the time. If we were sitting across from him right now, President Trump would say it again. So isn't that his defense? It's not like he created some fabricated scheme. And just because some other attorney may have told him something else doesn't mean that that's the truth. Bill Barr, his former attorney general, says, listen, I told Trump that the election was was fine. So he should believe me. Well, guess what? He didn't believe Bill Barr on a lot of things. He didn't like Bill Barr at the end. You could tell. 
So maybe he trusted somebody like Rudy Giuliani, who is known for decades and trusted his advice and others advice. So, I mean, this whole thing with Rico, it is messy for so many of the can of, of the people there that are tied in with the indictments with these other 18. How are they going to sustain it legally, emotionally, physically? Uh, also trying to create a wedge if they can between them and the president. There's a lot of strategies. That's why Rico's are effective because you can cast this wide net. But you also have to bank that they have something. And they all probably are going to say, you know, yeah, uh, Trump did believe that it wasn't legitimate, you know, that the election itself was not what he believed ethical, that there were issues, there were this, there were this. Whether it's right or not, maybe it doesn't matter. But if that's what he believed and he had good intent and he was trying to do it for the ethics of the country, the intent of the country, you could say, well, that's fine. So who is this Fulton County Mayberry type person in Fulton County, Georgia, deciding that she's the one to go after the president and and nobody can question elections uh, if your name is Trump. But if your Democrats have at it, that seems to me like very unfair justice in America. And by the way, clearly the Democrats are worried. Hank Sheinkoff, who is a well-known political strategist, known well, especially in New York, and he worked with Bill Clinton and a whole bunch of others, Bloomberg. And this is what he had to say today. He said uh, that right now, if the election were held at this moment, Trump would be the winner over Biden, that he would beat Biden. And that's why they're going after Trump. Uh, Listen to what Hank Sheinkoff had to say about his election prediction. What I do know is that Donald Trump is uh, likely to be, were the race to be held today, the election Donald Trump still with all these problems would would likely be elected again, President of the United States against Joe Biden. Why? Because people who support Trump do it with great intensity. People who are with Biden don't have the same intensity. And there's a sense that Donald Trump is now a victim of a system that doesn't work, which is not good news for Democrats. Yeah, there is an intensity. And there's a lot of people who are lackluster about Biden. Biden was asked about Maui the other day. He's like, oh, no comment. No comment. You have you have a major, major state. That is in, like, total destruction. No comment. And then finally he tried to clean it up today and say, oh, we're going to give $700 to the residents. But he, like, is afraid to answer anything. And there's also some new details tonight on a 2018 text from Hunter Biden, quote, claiming he paid dad's bills for 11 years. So you can bet the Republicans, James Comer and McCarthy and all those others, Can we say impeachment inquiry pronto? You can bet that they're working on that. They're supposed to be coming back in September, and they are going to turbocharge it. And it is no coincidence, I don't think, that all this stuff looks so bad for Biden, and now they're suddenly, you know, oh, here's another indictment for Trump. I mean, if you look at the timeline, it's like right whenever there's bad news, within like 24, 48 hours, you know, something negative happens to Trump to try to take it off the headlines. And sure enough, Many people in, you know, MSNBC, CNN, they're talking about Trump, 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 Trump. So it's working. But the Republicans, if there's something substantive there and it looks really bad on the Biden side and they're getting those details about the transfer of money and you can already see them connecting the dots. Uh, They got to hurry up because, you know, who knows where elections go? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan on line one. Stan, your thoughts. It's about time. 
Stan, I, I had Teddy ahead of you. Yeah, well, I, I called four hours before him, but okay. I don't care. Stan, we love you. We, we, we yeah, like to yeah, build yeah. up okay, to it. We like to it. build up to it. Go well, ahead. Well, yeah, two days, and I get the last spot, but that's okay. Uh, Stan? Stan? That's okay. No, no, hang I'm on. Not, hey, I ain't calling. I, no, but I got to correct you. You're not the last spot. There's still more time, but go oh, ahead. Okay, whatever the spot is. Yeah, hey. whatever it is. Now you've, right, now right, you've gotten it out of your it. system. Get, get on with this, uh, I think what Hillary said was absolutely correct. It's a sad day, and it's a great day. It's a sad day because this man caused his own problems. We're here at this moment because of him. Nobody else. Him. He's the one that possibly do all these things. Nobody else. And you and I know, I've been talking all along, that Georgia was coming, and it's come. And as far as I'm concerned, the DA knows exactly what she did. She's smart. Teddy brought it up a little bit. In terms of she's uh, got 18 defendants, I think 19, including Trump. And most of these people don't have any. And they all work for him, all work for him. We're all part of this so-called conspiracy. Otherwise, she wouldn't have put our, them in. And so you're, he's right to something. She's going to look to see these people don't want to go to jail for this rat. They're not going to do it. They won't do it. It's not worth it. And he's not going to pay for them. He's paying for Giuliani, but he's not going to pay. So some of them, maybe two, three, may fold. I'm banking on that. And she but they got to have something to fold, Stan. You know uh, what? I think they do. Otherwise, you know what? I, I, I think I she would understand. go after she If she could find that he sneezed when he was in sixth grade, she'd try to go after him. You know, oh. and Stan, to me, this is not a happy day for, for America. And I would say that no matter what happened, uh, if they decide to go with an impeachment inquiry against Biden, that's a sad day for America, too, because that means you have a sitting president that needs to be investigated because there's something serious. And to find the former president of the United States to lock him in to now racketeering charges and someone who is the likely Former, you know, not just former, but potentially future president. This is this is outrageous. This is outrageous. You don't get that this is bigger than Trump, bigger than Biden. This is American justice. And guess what? It is dead tonight. Tell you what's bigger. And I think it's going to be brought up. This will go to the Supreme Court. Assume he maybe he'll be found innocent. It's possible on either one. He could be fine. Not with people Wait like you on Wait the jury. Minute. Guess Wait what? You know what, Stan? You know what? You, you have said for so many years, orange man bad. You're exactly the person we don't want on the jury because you don't have an open mind. But go ahead. That, you know, that, you, I, I know you disowned it. Here's what I said. It's He could be found innocent. But if he's found guilty in both cases, there's no doubt that they'll appeal it to the Supreme Court. And this is where the 14th Amendment and Section 3 comes in. This is the whole ball of wax, because they will say, you have no, even if it's up near the election, you cannot run for president because you have committed crimes against this country, and you cannot run for president, and so forth. And that's in the section. I don't care what, uh, uh, what's his name, the attorney that's always on here who's not relevant anymore. You have him on. What's Who, Dershowitz? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Right, he's not, he's not relevant. relevant. That's right. You yeah. obviously there know. There are him. other attorneys. You know there what, are other Stan? other legal scholars. You oh, don't have them on. That's right, Stan. You're right, because you know more law than Alan Dershowitz. That's right. I, I forgot that somehow you uh, what, got a legal degree out of Cracker Jacks last night. Is that what you're trying to tell me? I mean, Stan, 
First of all, this is a terrible day for American justice, and the Democrats are going to rue the day that this happened because they have opened, I think they've unleashed such unethical behavior in terms of going after the former president for actions while he was president, Stan. I actually think that this is a really powerful case for the Supreme Court for that reason. And I think the pylon is so transparent, no matter how you feel about the president of the United States. I'm referring to Donald Trump, the former president. I always call a president a president. I say President Obama. I say President Clinton. Uh, It is just there's something so unseemly about this process. And I don't think anybody should be gleeful today. Uh, but Stan, uh, enjoy your night, and uh, and I always appreciate hearing from you, even if uh, your law degree uh, seems to be so much better than Alan Dershowitz. That that's a preposterous comment, but I love always hearing from you. We're going to continue the calls after the break, everybody. Uh, Stan is now a legal scholar. You're listening to the Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. So despite what Stan the Scholar says, uh, is justice dead in America? And I venture to say that if DeSantis was the leading candidate now versus Trump or if Tim Scott was, they'd go after him. There is no doubt in my mind. And this is all coming as things are heating up. There's a new report tonight, again, as I mentioned, over a 2018 text that Hunter Biden Uh, That's been unearthed, claiming that he'd pay for his dad's bills for 11 years. So let's follow the money, see where it goes. Why do you do all these shell companies if you're doing legitimate business? And that sounds a lot more fishy than what we've been hearing out of Fulton County in the last 24 hours. They also seem to be excited in Fulton County that they're going to have all these defendants there uh, and they're planning all these mugshots, one big mugshot party. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Alex. Line one. Alex, your thoughts. Hey, Rita. Thanks for taking the Stan and Teddy are so happy that Trump got indicted. And, you know, they hate him so much. They don't care about the obstruction of, ju- obstruction of justice that we're in right now. But you know what? We're in this together. It's not like they're living in a different country. And it's not like the Democratic Party, the politicians care about the Democratic voters. We're, we're both, me, Stan, and Teddy, Republicans and Democrats, are paying more in the grocery, more for our gas because of this Democratic Party. They don't care about their voters. We have cocaine that came in killing thousands of people here. So, you know, situation where we have a justice system that's gone so rogue is going to affect all of us. We're going a communist dictatorship situation, and the ramifications of this is going to be that when Stan wakes up and disagrees with, the, with what these people are doing, it's going to be a little too late. How to a family, Stan and Teddy, you're not married to the Democratic Party. Think logically and maybe wake up now before it's too late. Yeah, that is a great point. And that's why I like what your message is, Alex, that we are all in this together. 
We're one America, and there should be one justice system for all. You can't say if it's Republican or Democrat, it's different. That's why this is important. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network.